Welcome to episode 54 of Viking 360. This week, we'll wrap up Lady Viking basketball season with head coach John Kennedy, as well as the Ripley wrestling season with head coach Matt Smith. We look forward to this week's sectional play as the Viking boys get in action. They host Parkersburg at the Health Center on Wednesday night. We'll talk with Viking head coach Luke Parsons about that upcoming game. If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School Athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. The Lady Viking basketball season came to an end uh, this past week, uh, and uh, they had a really, really good season when you look back at it. They, they really did. Um, the Lady Vikes had another winning season. They have a young team losing uh, only one senior, in, but she was a super one in Caitlin Sarber. So it'll be uh, exciting to see what holds uh, for the Lady Vikings in the future. Welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by Viking Lady Viking head coach Sean Kennedy. Coach, good year, man. You guys uh, have a lot to be proud of. Yeah, we're finishing the season 14 and eight. Um, looking into it before we even tipped off, you know, I was looking, thinking, you know, if we were going to be lucky, we'd be somewhere around 500, a little bit over. But these girls definitely overachieved this year, uh, from what I was looking at when we were first starting this season back in November. They reinvigorated you, man, as a coach. You looked like you had a lot of fun this year, and uh, they probably got you looking forward to next year already. Yeah, they do. Um, we're going to take a couple months off here, um, just kind of clear our heads, rest our bodies, and then get fired back up there And towards the end of April, beginning of May, and start after it again. Uh, all those girls, they're a great bunch of girls, and I can honestly say for the first time in six years there's been no drama in the locker room and and it's extremely nice and it takes a lot of stress off of you as a coach with all the other things you've got to deal with before we talk about what you got coming back let's talk about what you lose and and that was your senior caitlin sarver yeah sarver she is a uh, extremely special young lady you know when you're looking at trying to replace 16 points that's going to be extremely hard and then you got games where she went off for 30 points for a career high against Shady Springs with eight threes. You know, there's some other girls capable of doing that next year, but her leadership on and off the court and, and these halls and, and what she means to these girls as far as her work ethic goes. I mean, she's for every game, you know, at home, she's over in the Chansey Walker gym getting up shots and getting a hold of me on the weekends, getting, hey, coach, can I get the keys, go, go and get shots up. And then she's just an, an awesome young lady. She really is. You got a lot coming back, Coach. You got a lot of girls that have played a lot of minutes in their Viking career. Uh, that's got to give you some excitement uh, when you look at what you got coming back. Yeah, uh, we've got just losing Sarver, and of course that's a big hole to fill there. But you've got uh, Lauren coming back, Kaylee McKinnon, Taylor Moore, Kiana. So, you know, the core group we've got coming back, and then, you know, we've got some other girls that got their feet wet this year that I'm hoping that they – step up in the off season and you know next year with this new regional alignment you know we're hoping to come out with a number one seed 
you know, next year. But the girls just got to work. They got to believe in it. They can't just pick up the ball in November and decide that they just want to come out and play. Um, it's got to be a commitment to them. What do you think this year's success will do for that? Uh, it's going to do a lot for those younger girls and uh, for the girls, you know, really seeing first-time varsity experience. I mean, they face or faced adversity when they dealt with sickness, had injuries. Um, Navy Harrison, Buster Hart, she had one of the worst years as far as injuries and sickness goes, and she's going to have a, a good off season. I know she will. But these girls just got to keep believing, you know. And when you have success in a year, you know. It, it will transpire into your off-season workouts, three-week period, then your fall league and stuff like that. So there's a lot of positives going into next season. Coach, as always, thanks for the time. You've been very gracious with your time all year. And uh, congratulations on a great season. We look forward to next year. Thank you, brother. Viking basketball enters a sectional tournament play on Wednesday evening as Ripley takes on the Parkersburg High Big Reds. Uh, the Vikings have a record of 12-10 and 10 going into the sectional, and they defeated Parkersburg uh, 68-60 in the regular season. Brian, what are your thoughts uh, going into the game against Parkersburg? I think the Vikings should feel very confident in their ability to uh, go toe-to-toe with the Big Reds, Rube. They uh, found themselves trailing by 15 at the half uh, at that game back in early January and were able to turn the tides in the second half and end up going on to an eight-point victory, as you mentioned. A couple of players that uh, you're going to want to remember the names of. No, Umpleby had 20 for Parkersburg and Samuel Potts. He's a player that they really forced the basketball to a lot. He's He had 19 in that ball game. You look for the Vikings. Ty had a big night that night, 22 points, 10 rebounds. Um, Tobias Scholl had 17, and Carter Casto had 11, along with 11 from Isaac Robertson. So the Vikings got good scoring across the boardroom, and I think they're going to have to do that again tonight, if they were, or this week, rather, if they want to have an opportunity to uh, uh, win this ball game. But uh, – Hopefully the Vikings get it done and move on to uh, sectional game number two, which would be Friday night at Parkersburg South. This is the time of year you've been waiting on. Yeah, this is this is what, you know, this is the time of the year, the reason why we do what we do, uh, why these guys work hard all summer and all, all fall and then all season to look forward to this time. The finality of play right now uh, – probably dawns on you and I more than it does the players uh, because of their age. And, you know, you just kind of live moment to moment when you're that age. Um, it probably wouldn't hit them until the season's actually over, you know, thinking about uh, this team's not, never going to be the same. You know, next year the guy's returning. It's going to be a totally different dynamic. How much do you think these kids want to, this season to continue? It seems like they're having a lot of fun. Yeah, the seniors do. They, they, they want to continue. These young guys that are in here with them this week, you know, they've been working hard. They've been having fun, um, getting along. So, you know, it's, it's been a good time. We, we've put in the work. We've put in the hard hard work, the, the long, long practices Saturday and and Monday. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're prepared, and uh, these seniors are prepared, and they, they don't want to go home yet. How do you keep the emotions in check early in the game, knowing what's on the line, knowing – uh, that it is win or go home at this point in sectional play. Uh, do you think, to, to piggyback off that question, do you think your seniors and guys that have been there and done that uh, will help 
put them in a better position to, to deal with those emotions. Yeah, I think I think it does. I think it starts with me also just being calm early on, not worrying about if we, you know, we make a mistake or we turn the ball over. We can't worry about it. We just got to keep on playing. And I think if I can do that, and, of course, they've been there for the last three years, they understand it's a long game. And so, if it, you know, if I can keep my emotions in check and, and they'll do the same thing and, and, and hopefully uh, – when it all comes down to it, we'll correct whatever the things are we, we struggle with early on and, and put put Parkersburg away. And doing so, Coach, it basically guarantees you two more games the way the sectional uh, play is uh, works out now. It guarantees you into the regionals, which basically means uh, winning tonight means that you play Friday night against Parkersburg South, and that simply becomes a, a, a seeding game for regional play. So – uh, knowing that uh, tonight, obviously, a, a really, really big game. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's winner go home. You know, if we win, you know, we got win the, we got win the second game coming up, and we go to state tournament. So um, they know that. But we're you know we're focused on Parkersburg tonight. Um, the guys are ready to play, and um, you know we come out with a victory, and then we'll start worrying about you know what happens after Friday. Played Parkersburg here uh, a month or so ago. I got you know a big hole against them. Let or trail by 15 at the half, and we're able to come back and win that by eight. Uh, totally different uh, team in the second half of that ball game. You're probably going to need two halves of that tonight if you want to win. Yeah, and I think I think the biggest thing we haven't beat Parkersburg for a long time. You know, it's it's hard to beat a team whenever notoriously you don't beat them. And so I think that's what happened in the first half, and and in the second half we just came out and told them to lay it all on the line. We changed up our defenses, and and it worked. And so now they they know we can beat them. Um, and, and I think it's going to be a different game this time around. Brian, one of my favorite aspects of the podcast are these uh, chats, just off-the-cuff remarks by the Viking basketball seniors, and uh, such is again the case uh, this year. <laughs> We're back at South Viking 360. I'm joined now by... Six Viking seniors going into the uh, as tournament time starts. We're going to start with my main man, Maximus Kai Greeley Fay. Senior year, high school basketball. All your teammates are looking at you. They're laughing at you because you got to start. How much fun has it been for you to be a part of this team? Uh, it's been really fun getting to practice with these guys, even though sometimes they bully me, but it's whatever. Speaking of bullies, Isaac Robertson, probably the biggest bully on the team. He talks so much. Isaac. Talk about this team and your teammates and, and how exciting it is for you right now as tournament time approaches, man. we got a big game this week. Yeah, it's pretty fun as long as we win. <laughs> Winning is important to keep the season going. Carter Casto joins me now. Carter, um, you're another one of those guys who just kind of comes out, does your thing, kind of a little bit uh, unassuming, don't say a whole lot out on the floor. Now all your teammates are staring at you. And now I'm going to put you on the spot. Favorite uh, moment as a Viking so far. I know hopefully that favorite moment's going to come in a couple of weeks when you guys make the state tournament. But as of right now, what, what would you say is your favorite moment of being a Ripley Viking basketball player? Probably beating PHS in the locker room after the game this year. That's been my favorite so far. I'm going to ask Ty this question. Who's the best dancer on this team? If, if you had to get in a dance off, who would be the guy that you think would probably win that, win that competition? Uh, between us six, probably Kai. <laughs> you, so you're the one that's got all the rhythm, right? 
I thought I thought maybe it was Foudy because he's always playing defense. He's always up in people's face all the time. I was, or uh, Jacob, it's been it's been fun for you, man. I know it has. You've uh, you're kind of the guy who gets asked to play defense on the the toughest guy on the other side of the ball every night. How's that been for you? How difficult is it for you knowing that uh, you're going to be tested to, to defend the toughest guy? Well, if I don't stop my guy, I pretty much lose. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Pressure? Speaking of pressure, the Iceman over here making free throws against Ravenswood the other night, uh, coming through in the clutch, uh, and that's Tobias. Uh, Tobias, you've been uh, outstanding this year. Been a lot of fun for you. I know it has, uh, especially when you start seeing those threes fall. Yeah, it's it feels great making all those threes. You know. <laughs> This is a real talkative bunch, man. Like, I got to drag it out of you guys to get you to talk a little bit. Ty, uh, you know, you're getting close to some big-time numbers for your career here at Ripley High School. I know what matters to you most is winning, though. I mean, uh, 1,000 points, rebounding, all that stuff goes out the window. You want to win, especially now. You guys win Wednesday, guarantees you two more games, and we get closer to getting to the Civic Center. Yeah, like, I don't care if I get my points Wednesday or not. Like, I just want to win. And and, uh, then we got – Two extra games to play. That's all I really care about. Isaac Robertson, best singer on the team. I know I've asked you this, but uh, when you hear someone singing on the bus on the way home or in the shower after a game, who's the guy that sings the best? Well, Kai and Carter, they're going to start a boy band, so they're, they're pretty talented vocally, so probably that. it's between them. That was my favorite moment of senior night, by the way, was when you guys announced that. What is going to be the name of this group? Uh, Carter, I'm going to ask you. I think you're going to have to go to Kai for that one. He's kind of the, <laughs> the leader of the boy band. Are you the lead vocalist? or the, well, If you're the dancer, then you, maybe you're the dancing guy and, and Carter's the lead vocalist. What's the name of this band going to be? Uh, we're probably going to name it the uh, Kai and Carter Super Awesome Band Traveling Around the World. <laughs> That's going to be great, man. I, I think you guys will sell out a lot of venues for sure. Guys, honestly, um, tell, me, tell me in one word uh, – what your teammates mean to you kind of like brothers man you guys have been through a lot together and uh, it's kind of crazy that uh, time's ticking away i'm gonna start with you uh once again mr robertson what uh, if you put it in one or two words what do these guys mean to you um super califragilistic expialidocious <laughs> i expect nothing less max maximus uh these guys man they're like brothers yeah they're like family to me they're awesome carter i'm gonna have to agree with kyle I'll go with family too ty they're my family. 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 Guys, it's been a lot of fun for me watching you guys uh, do what you do over the years, and I uh, look forward to a nice stretch run here. Appreciate you guys taking the time, being good sports. Good luck the rest of the way. Ripley Wrestling season came to a conclusion this past weekend. The Vikings sent six wrestlers to the state tournament, with Austin Bogus placing fifth and Brett Haskins finishing runner-up. Mike Rubin had this conversation with head coach Matt Smith. We're talking here with Viking wrestling coach Matt Smith coming off the uh, state tournament appearance. And coach, uh, I know the uh, state tournament is an exciting time for wrestling fans in the state of West Virginia, especially when you have a wrestler in the finals and they come out to the Rocky music and it's just a thrilling atmosphere. Yeah, it's always, it's always uh, it gets you kind of pumped up. It kind of puts you back in that mindset. Um, you know, it's been a long time. I was in the state finals, and I remember being there and, and thinking how kind of special a moment it is and, and 
um, still is. It kind of gets you, um, even now I get to kind of the same emotions rolling a little bit. Um, and, and even more so now I start getting it for the, for the guy, whoever's, whoever we have in the finals. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a pretty exciting, exciting moment. So Brett Haskins is in the finals, and he's wrestling a, a very good match. The uh, score was 3-3 three to three with uh, a little over 30 seconds to go, and then uh, things just did not work out uh, Brett's way. No, I, I really think he controlled the match um, from the beginning all the way through. Um, he got the first takedown, got reversed um, to end the first period, and, and they both got escapes there. Um, but really, I thought he was dictating the action. I thought he was doing a good job um, um, kind of putting it on the guy a little bit. Um, I was getting getting in closer to scoring um, as the match wore on. Um, wound up having a nosebleed. I think it was about 20, 25 seconds left in the match. Um, nose started bleeding out of nowhere kind of thing. And um, got him cleaned up, got a you know, nose plugged, all that kind of stuff. The mat cleaned up. Um, by the time all that was done, you had two or three minutes pass. Um, and I, and I think Donahue kind of caught his kind of caught his breath a little bit, kind of got a chance to kind of step back a little bit, kind of um, calm himself down like a good wrestler does. And um, when Brett came back out, um, just kind of got caught reaching a little bit and got um, taken right to his back and um, gave up a couple back points or take down a couple back points to, to put him up um, pretty big with, with short time left and um, just kind of a crappy way to end. I think if it wouldn't have um, – that break in action when it happened, I think it would have been, um, you know, either I think he would have either got to take down at the end of into regulation or uh, possibly into overtime or made it, you know, a little bit more interesting. Um, but uh, those kind of things happen in wrestling's like that. It's up and down. And um, so Brett finishes as the runner-up at uh, 120 pounds. You also had uh, Austin Bogus. He's a senior for you, been uh, a consistent winner for you all season long, and. He finishes uh, at uh, fifth place in the 195-pound class. Yeah, Austin uh, uh, ended up finishing fifth. He um, won a, a, um, his first-round match and won a big quarterfinal match, um, got in the semis, and wrestled pretty tight in the semis, wrestled um, um, a little bit timid in, in ways, um, but wound up finding himself up by a point um, with about 20 seconds left. Um, one of those situations where if you can ride the guy out, you win by a point. Um, ended up getting reversed um, with, with little time left, wasn't able to get out, um, and lost a, a really close match there. Um, kind of a heartbreaking loss. It's one of those things you're, you're 30 or 20 seconds away from being in the state finals, um, but instead you lose that match and drop down and then have to try to wrestle back. Um, in his Constellation Semis match, didn't wrestle um, the greatest, but he was, he was still pushing the action. Um, Officiating that match was kind of questionable, in my opinion, as far as um, stalling goes and things like that. But um, ended up losing a close match there. Um, but then for fifth and sixth, came out and um, um, really dominated a kid uh, from St. Albans who's a pretty tough kid and um, was able to end his career on a high note. Um, so it's always nice to, to win your last match, um, and he was able to do that. So, um, But I think over the course of the season, he really proved he was one of the better guys in the weight class. and. Um, wish things would have went a little bit differently for him. I wish he'd been in the state finals to, to have that opportunity. But um, at the same time, you know, you look at his career and he started out his freshman year and I think he had maybe between five and ten wins, something like that, and just slowly developed over time and continually got better. And then, you know, this season 
um, won over 30 matches, um, only had a couple in-state losses. It's kind of one of those things where um, it kind of shows you what, where you can start and then where you can end up. Yeah. And briefly, Coach, you had two other underclassmen in Luke Miller and Matt Moore who, who were right on the edge uh, of placing for you as well. Yeah, Matt Moore was uh, uh, wrestled pretty well. He's uh, um, came out late late in the year in terms of uh, when he actually started able being able, being able to compete in matches, um, but um, lost a couple matches early on. But as the season wore on, um, turned some of those losses into wins um, when it really counted. Um, was able to win the regional tournament and then go to the state tournament and um, wrestled. Um, like I said, wrestled really well. He was really coming on strong and um, ended up uh, losing in the, in the blood round, being a match away from placing. Um, but it was really, uh, I think it was a really big statement for him to um, win regionals and then uh, be that close to placing. Um, and then Luke Miller at 132. Um, Luke's another one who was wrestling, um, um, wrestling really well when it really mattered. Um, I think over the course of the season, he struggled a little bit um, this year, handled a lot more adversity as far as uh, matches go, I think, than he had in the past and really had to come to grips with some things he had to fix and change. And I think he did a pretty good job in trying to fix those things. Um, really just um, struggled with setting guys up to get into his shots. Um, and the later, the more the season wore on um, here at the end, really started picking up um, clearing arms to get in and things like that. Um, did a much better job getting in. Um, and then once he gets in, he's, he's really good at scoring. Um, but Luke was a, was a match away from placing and, and actually lost his match in overtime um, to, a, to a guy who was a returning state placer. Um, and, it, and I think it really says a lot about his character. He's a, he's a guy that um, has really been important for us the last few years. Um, he started off his freshman sophomore year um, the same way, just really solid, competitive, um, always gets after it. Um, and, you know, this season he kind of continued that. But like I said, um, handled a lot of adversity. I, I felt like he did a pretty good job as the season wore on and ended up going from 126 and bumping up to 132. And um, basically what I told him was that, you know, anytime you bump up and you give up um, weight that you're not used to, is something you don't, um, you're not getting used to over the course of the season. It's, uh, it's very, very hard to go out and compete at a high level. Um, and he was still able to do that and, and even more so. And I, and I think it's really comes down to um, how tough he really is and you know maybe he doesn't give himself enough, as much credit as he should um, on that side of things but um, really what it boiled down to was making changes um, that he did himself not necessarily who he was going out and competing against and you know he really put himself right in the mix and right in the hunt and you know he's got another year left and I really think he's a guy that's not just looking to, to, to place, but he's looking to win a state title. And those are the kind of guys you really want to have on your team and you really want to be there. Um, and I'm excited to have him back for another year. I think, I think um, things will definitely fall um, differently for him. And I think these last few years have really pushed him in that direction. Coach, thank you for all you do with Viking Wrestling. Thanks, we appreciate it. That'll do it for episode 54 of Viking 360. As always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, we'll see you around. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, 
hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.